The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 205 on this hop day. I'm getting a little better there on my cues now. Thank on you. On the hump day, it is uh, Wednesday, uh, December 13th. December 13th already. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Christmas shopping's done. Is your mic on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just was turned Just, around backwards. I don't know what uh, kind of calisthenics Bob uh, Stoffer does. You know in here. what? It's it's amazing. It's amazing between, uh, you know, by the time we get into the studio, mm-hmm. what happens to it and the microphones and the chairs. You don't have to be a CSI to determine what has <laughs> taken place in the studio between uh, Jesperson's show and Stoffers. You can, I could, no autopsy would be necessary uh, to determine what they've eaten and, <laughs> and drank. It's all it's all empty and on the table right in front of us. Oh, that's not very nice. I'm just saying that the it's microphones not very nice, are all, but it's true. all over the place. Um, Eagles montage today. We have another pair of Eagles tickets for you to win. We'll do that. Four tunes. You'll have to know them all. Be excited and know your name. There you go. <laughs> so shall we? I know. It's, it's, yes. It's an only Wednesday. Oh, it's only two oh six. Oh man, oh man! Let's get a little man. energy pumped into this bad boy. Well, you boy. know what? Here's what, and, and then we'll get to your story okay. because this is just craziness. I'm a little craziness. short of sleep. Yeah, you're short of sleep. Short of sleep as well, but for a completely different reason. We had uh, we had a troublemaker at our house last night as mm. well. But as usual, it's Bo Breeze who <laughs> decides to sleep for three hours and then is up all night. So uh, Big Red slept on the couch. Oh. Then he proceeded to uh, wanted to go back upstairs because he came downstairs with. Me. Me, and then he wanted to go back upstairs with Coach. And then he was bored with sleeping upstairs with Coach, so decided to come back down with me. You need to get a refund on that dog. I'm starting to think that. Except starting to think he, that? I'm starting to think that, except he's very, very cute. I, I called that in the first cute. week. All dogs are cute. Ah, oh, he's exceptionally cute. All right. So anyway, that um, there was very little sleep at our place, but thank goodness at our house it was just because of a of a furry critter. It wasn't because of a furry criminal. Yeah, you know what? Alleged criminal. Alleged. May I just say uh, for all of our listeners, and I know many of you have listened for many years and uh, listened diligently, so you'll recall this reference. But do you remember a couple of years ago I uh, complained about my my neighbor's dog that was barking. The neighbor, the yes. The neighbor, yeah. We had a great neighbor who moved out, and this neighbor moved in and didn't care for his dog. We we took the dog over to our house on more than one occasion to feed it and shelter it because nobody would answer their door, and I spoke to them directly. And You even tried to bribe friendship with a bottle of rum. On the suggestion of neighbors, I yep. did take over a note and a bottle of rum saying, hey, we got off to a bit of a rocky start, but Merry Christmas. So it had They to were be, parking in your spot? They, these were the fellows who would have people coming and going at all times, day and night, they would park in front of my house. I'm sorry, did you say people coming and going That's at all right. day and time of the night? Yeah. You'll want to write that down. Um, and when bylaw enforcement spoke to them about it, they apparently uh, understand how Google works, so they Googled what the uh, bylaw was, and what they would do is they would move their car six inches forward, leave it for three days, then back it up six inches and leave it for three days, even though they could park in front of their own house. Uh, I didn't talk about this, but they also did some clearing for no particular reason. One day he just decided to remove trees and bushes, some of which were sort of on our shared property, but he didn't discuss it with us. So I 
said years ago, two years ago at least, that I suspect there's some sort of criminal activity going on. And I remember at the time, uh, some of our listeners saying, how dare you say that of your neighbor and that I was jumping to conclusions. But if it walks like a duck, exactly, quacks like a duck, it just might be a duck. So last night, same neighbor. So last night, uh, I uncharacteristically, because there was, I had I was so excited from the outcome of the hockey game. I had uh, fallen asleep on the couch in the rec room. Uh, their house, uh, their basement window is about 20 feet from my basement window. They have an identical house, sort of, only the design is backwards. So their rec room window would be 20 feet from my rec room window. And it's one of those ones that's sort of half in the ground. There's a well around uh-huh. it, right? You can't see in it unless you crawl down to look. My wife hears what she thinks is somebody breaking ice. Just a sort of a tink, 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 mm-hmm. tink. She's still kicking herself for not going upstairs to investigate. It wasn't coming from our house, but it sounded like that. About an hour later, the doorbell rings. This is about 11 o'clock at night. And there's a police officer, and he wants to know if anyone at our house heard or saw anything unusual from the next-door neighbor. Which Carol said, well, I heard somebody. I thought they were chipping ice. And he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. Made a note of that. And then uh, left, but didn't leave the neighborhood just left our front porch. So Carol kind of woke me up and said, hey, the police were just here and they were asking about this noise I heard. So I went out on the front porch. Well, it turns out that his basement window that's 20 feet from my basement window was smashed. Mm. So somebody was tink, 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 smashed it, right? And there's one police officer in a car in front of his house and he's filling out paperwork. And then he gets out and he walks over to the window and he sort of looks at the window again. And I'm sure he's responding to a break and enter call. I'm not sure how he came to be there, who called it in. It wasn't us. And he suddenly became quite interested in something that he could see through the basement window. So he crouched down, he looked in, he sort of half went down the little well to kind of look and get a better view, and then went to his car where he got on his uh, cell phone. And within a few minutes, we started hearing sirens (laughs) off in the distance. And no word of exaggeration, within 15 to 20 minutes, we had 20 police officers surrounding his house. So we had police in the back alley, police in the front, police in the backyard, front yard. They were walking up and down the street. Um, They were not entering the house at first, but they were attempting to. They were knocking on the door and looking in the windows, that sort of thing. And then that followed this individual arriving home. So down the street, he comes in his car and they stop him in the middle of the street and out of his car he comes, they search him, they discover something on his person. And we hear one of the police officers say, well, that is a whole new investigation now. The break and enter is one, the drugs are another Mm. matter. So we heard a police officer say that. They put him in the back of a police car, they towed his car away and they they eventually entered the house wearing gas masks. Mm-hmm. And another crew had arrived that had those. And there was that kind of activity for about two hours last night, three hours perhaps. It was about 2.30 or 3 in the morning when most of the people left. But they left a police car in the back alley and a police car in front of the house. Um, this morning when I went to Tim's, I asked the one police officer, I, I just, I'm going to Timmy's. You want anything? You want anything? And he was like, beautiful offer, uh, but no thank you. Have a great day. I said, you too. I said, so uh, how long are you going to be here today? And he's like, I can't tell you anything. So that little bribe didn't work. So 
after I got back from Tim's, I was downstairs in the office. Carol says, you're going to want to come see this. And up I go. Now what we have is an ambulance, two fire trucks, more police cars, a big nondescript white van, and two individuals putting hazmat gear on, (laughs) um, masks and all, taping their wrists and gloves, doing all of that. Um, What appeared to be a detective, he sort of had that uh, detective detective look to him. Uh, There was, I think, people there from the city. There was just quite a lot of activity. Neighbors were out. I talked to some of them. Everybody was sort of putting together the little pieces of information they Mm -hmm. had, what they'd seen, what they'd heard, what they'd overheard. Um, And eventually these two went into the house and stayed in the house for about an hour or so and then started coming out with boxes and bags and loading those into the back of a van. And at that point, um, the ambulance and the fire trucks left. So I assumed that they were there just in the event that something went catastrophically wrong. Although we did ask, I asked one of the uh, police, is my family safe here? Should I be here? And then they were like, they're fine. They're just, we'll be out of here soon. Don't worry about it. But still nobody saying why what? they're there. Now he never returned. His car was is still gone. The house still has police guarding the front and back, yeah. uh, but everybody else has left. Hmm. So I want to go back those two years when I said, I have a feeling oh, something, something hinky there. Is, yeah. is wrong there. And to the textures who said, oh, you're certainly jumping to conclusions. <laughs> Am I? Was I? Mm-hmm. Really? But here's the funny thing. Let's just assume for a second, you said alleged, and we'll continue to assume everything I say is alleged. Um, we don't know that there is any real criminal activity there. We've done, nothing's been proven there. I, I, as far as you know, no charges late. But let me ask you this. How is it possible that something like that can be going on on a nice quiet street in a nice quiet neighborhood like mine with neighbors on either side, behind it, in front? Because you're not paying attention. Right. I and mean, because you didn't, the, the things that you did see, you never reported. But how do you report your suspicions? You right? call, again, the same thing as we had the conversation the mm-hmm. other night. You call either the non-emergency line or you call 911 and say, hey, you know what? You know, I live next door to this house and there's all sorts of people come and going all sorts of different times of the night. Might not be nothing, but just a heads up. Mm-hmm. But most people don't want to get involved. Well, and I, most people just want to, you know, mind their own business. Sure. And well, we wanted to get involved because we don't want this neighbor there, honestly, for lots of different mm-hmm. reasons. But I, I'll give you an even better example. One day, and more than one neighbor saw this, and we talked about it last night again when the neighbors got together. It's always nice when something like this happens. Brings, a, brings, brings the neighborhood, the neighborhood together. together. Yeah. They, you remember those big barrels in Breaking Bad? You remember yeah. those? Okay, well, they arrived and loaded three of those into their house one day, and several of us said, well, that's really odd. That's right out of Breaking Bad. <laughs> These great big blue barrels, right? But if you were to phone the police, and I'm not blaming the police, if I were to phone the police and say, I got a crazy neighbor who comes and goes, has people visiting, strangers, and today they brought three barrels in. I can't imagine, honestly, with all that's in the hands Mm -hmm. of the police, that they would have the time or inclination to investigate. Yeah, one of the things, I guess, which you can do, and I'm I'm no expert at this, but is to keep track of it all, you know, when it starts to happen, write it all down. This happened on this day, this happened, this is what we noticed here, and and you you move on from there. Had it... Now, let's say it's, you know, ele- you know there's the possibility, because some people have texted in, hey, it's a, you know, it's got to be a meth place or something like that. I would have expected that they would have removed you and some you neighborhoods on either side, just from what I know, and doing investigations into meth houses in the back. Now, and- we did overhear 
and stuff. I wonder. CO2 was so I wonder a if it times. was you know marijuana. If there was a um, a grow, maybe it's a mar- maybe they're making steroids or something there too. Who knows? Yeah, could be. You're right. You know, it could be. It could be anything allegedly. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to find out. Uh, aren't you just curious? Know what exactly was what was going on at your at your neighbor's house? And then what ability do you have as a citizen to find out from the police what is going on at your neighbor's house? Because uh, I did call the police and they have. Their, okay, that's, well, yeah, there's no it's information. Not, it's not your house, none right. of your business. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, as you'll I said, find out when the news release right. comes out to the I'll find out when Chad reports it. Right. Yeah. Everybody very friendly. Everybody more than happy to talk to me. I, I can't. I have no complaints about the police, but they they weren't prepared to tell me anything. And I guess I understand that as well. Yeah. So, and I'm curious, Chadville, how's this happened to you? When when crime comes to your neighborhood, um, what has happened? Have you have you had something crazy go on in your neighborhood, and how'd you deal with it? How'd you find out about it? Let us know at six thirty six thirty or four nine six zero zero six three. Dell's on the phone. Hey, Dell. Hello. Hello. Wow. So you have a meth lab next door? Well, uh, let's not possibly. say that. <laughs> well, okay. Let's put it this way: everything you described is down to the detail of what they do when they go investigate a meth lab. The reason the fire truck and the ambulance are there is. Meth lab chemicals are highly explosive That's right. and flammable. That's why I'm surprised, though, they didn't remove um, the folks from either side of the house. Yeah, no well, yellow tape, no, 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 no warning to so leave. So that's why I'm wondering if it might be a grow-up. Well, no, the grow-up, you would notice because the smell, you can't get rid of it. They have to vent out the moisture somehow. Mm-hmm. That's hmm. usually how it's detected is they have to vent at some point, otherwise the whole building just rots. But everything else you described, especially the blue barrel, yeah. Okay, calling the police up before that point, the police would have went, oh, it's just a neighbor. Mm-hmm. The instant you would have described, okay, everything else plus three barrels coming in, I guarantee you a cop would have showed up to take a look. Hmm. I guarantee really, it. Eh? Yeah, that, that really does sound like you had a meth lab next door. And the sketchy behavior, the clearing, the you know why he chopped out all that stuff, right? No. So he'd have a better view around. Yeah, that's possible. Because drug addicts or guys that set up meth labs, they have competition, and there's other drug dealers that are going to be trying to find where the lab is. Interesting, because actually the tree would have blocked his view of the back uh, f- gate to his uh, f- at the back of his uh, fence. Oh, yeah, guaranteed you. He cleared out the line of sight, so completely from the inside he could mm. see in every direction. Oh, and so someone else is suggesting fentanyl. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a possibility too, but it'd be pill presses and everything else there. Mm-hmm. I wonder, honestly, I really do wonder what that cop saw through the stair- through exactly. that uh, window well. Exactly. Because it's either he saw the chemical set up, the chemistry lab set up, or he saw a pill press, which is a very distinctive looking piece of apparatus. Either way, pretty alert cop, because that's a pretty routine call, right? A break and enter oh. basement window. Oh, yeah, that was a brilliant move by that cop. That really was. Hmm. Del, nice to hear from you. Thanks for the phone call. Hey, Gord. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Well, you know, we live in a brand new area. And uh, we live in a new house that we moved in about a year ago. And about since September, there was a house built behind us. Uh, there's ver- There's nobody living in there other than every night between say nine o'clock and five thirty in the morning there's always activity <laughs> uh five six seven eight guys walking around they got uh, brought in food on their counter 
And uh, I just went over to the police station <coughs> to tell them what was happening. And uh, they sort of laughed it off. The guy had a smirk on his face saying, you know, there's nothing we can prove. I know there's nothing they can prove. However, it's my house behind. I know something is going on. People don't go every day of the week. They're not awake from 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the or 9 o'clock in the evening to 5 o'clock in the morning. It just don't happen. Interesting, Gord. Thanks for the phone call. We need to take a break here at 221. Chris, we'll get your phone call. Some of your texts coming in at 630-630 right after that. Give us a te- text at 630-630. Sign your name to it so we know who it's uh, who it's from. And if you're um, trying to explain something, explain it fairly well. <laughs> a little confusion with some of the texts going in right now. Um, so it looks like uh, some alleged criminal activity happening next door to Andrew's place. Cops have been there since midnight last night. And I'd asked you, um, you know, what about you? What happens when the criminals or crime has come to your neighborhood? What have you had to deal with and how have you dealt with it? Chris is on the phone. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. What's going on? Well, I live down in the Allard neighborhood. In similar circumstance to Andrew there, I had a really sketchy neighbor. And uh, he'd always take his dog to poop in the yard next door that had no one living there. Mm. About six months after he moved in, I got a knock on my door. And it was him uh, with his hands that strapped together and been pistol whipped. And basically, the only reason I even opened the door, A, his hands were that strapped together. And, you know, maybe I'm a good neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. But... Uh, either way, uh, he had said two guys had basically kidnapped him and held him ransom kind of thing all day downstairs. He was worried about his dog. Uh, the cops show up, and, and when they show up, I mean, they the whole thing showed up, right? The whole police force. And uh, pretty crazy, right? The, about two days later, that house was empty, and I've never seen him since. But, you know, you get that feeling, Andrew, you're right. And six huh. months later, something like that happens, right? And you're thinking, well, I kind of nailed that one on the head exactly and that's the thing like i I, you know my kids made fun of me oh dad right yeah Yeah, you're jumping but i'm like no something's wrong there it just is really odd and it's one of those things and they say you know trust your gut and Mm. sometimes your gut can lead you in the wrong in the wrong way but i you know i'm going to say 90 95 percent of the time if something just doesn't feel right it probably isn't right (laughs) and so yeah you know what make the phone call at least you know put the bug in somebody's year about it and about uh about 20 minutes before he knocked on the door i was kind of watching tv glancing out my living room window and i saw these two guys kind of scurry down the driveway and then get into a car in his garage back out driveway really slow and i'm just thinking like what the heck did i just see right and then about maybe four or five minutes later i see a cop there so you know if i don't know if they were already alerted to it or what but i'm thinking man the cop just missed whoever he was looking for and then 20 minutes later, this guy knocks on the door. So trust your gut because it's probably right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks for the call, Chris. Yeah, you bet. Thank you so much. Hey, Claude, I have about one minute. What's going on? Well, I know the answer to what Andrew's dilemma is. Right at the traffic light. Oops. What's that? Left. 
this, the police are looking for him. He's the one that they're looking for. Yeah, maybe they that's just it. the wrong house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all either that or it was all just a big diversion. Maybe it made me that's feel. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the. Merry Christmas to you too, Claude. Thanks for texting or for calling in. Uh, All the phone calls to police are recorded, so at least there's a record, says Brad. Yeah, you know. And this one says, your little tip could be the one that breaks the case. So true, so true, so true. Um, You know what? Pretty thrilled. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, (laughs) when we come back, guess who's going to be in studio? Is it Brad Kissel? It is Brad Kissel. He has a new album out. New song. We're going to talk with Brad Kissel coming up right after the 5.30 Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation. We were the wild and the free and the wind. We were the backseat leaning in. We were the running wide open in the headlights. Hearts on fire in the midnight. We were the slow and the dance in the dust. Jack and Diane with the radio the new one from our friend Brett Kissel joining us in studio this afternoon. Wow, it's been a great week for our friend from Flat Lake. How you mm-hmm. doing, Brett? I'm so good. Thank you very much for <laughs> letting me come back into your radio station and on, and on your show. I appreciate it more than you know. Well, you are, after all, the CCMA Award uh, reigning. What are you, reigning male artist of the year? Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty crazy. That's not a bad statistic. <laughs> I would have never... like a few years now, I would have never thought at the beginning of my career that, uh, you know, that my name would be on the same website, on the CCMA's website, beside a lot of my heroes, guys like Paul Brandt, Johnny mm-hmm. Reed. Um, it's pretty crazy to think that uh, that it's gotten this way. When did that sort of change for you? Where You know, when you went from playing the guitar, I'm assuming as a kid, to suddenly you're p- playing large audience. I mean, when was the first kind of break? You know, there there were a number of things that happened and it, there were a few things each year until I signed my record deal. I remember playing Big Valley Jamboree <laughs> for my first time on the main stage. That was 2006. That was wow. a year, you know, that was well before my show was at the level it needed to be to really play you, Big Valley. I was 16. 16. Yeah. I just got my driver's <laughs> license and I insisted on driving to Big Valley myself. <laughs> so that was a big break for me that the the guys at Big Valley, Larry Werner at the time, and Chris Melnichuk and that entire team, mm-hmm. and Danny Hooper was the host yep. and said, you know what? <laughs> We're going to give this kid a shot. And I played at one in the afternoon. And, but I told well, that's everybody. Well, prime time. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, prime time, it's, some people haven't gone to bed yet. Yeah. <laughs> Even better then. So yeah. I told all my friends and family, and I swear I had the entire town of St. Paul coming. They said there was the biggest crowd they ever had for one in the afternoon. <laughs> that's awesome. And I'm proud of that. Well, fast forward, there's been awards, there's been awards, there's been albums, there's been opening up uh, for Garth a, a number of times now, there's been singing the anthem um, for your favorite hockey team, oh, and yeah. now now we have this new album out, uh, We Were That Song, and I, I'm, loving, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the first tune, we're going to hear it coming up in just a moment. Yesterday was Brett Kissel Day. 
in Edmonton. The mayor proclaimed it Brett Kissel Day. What? Isn't that crazy? Like, I mean, why were we on the air? Is that not a stat holiday? How does that magic happen? You know what? I'll tell you, Andrew, you're you're thinking the right thing because if I had a little bit more notice, although I'm extremely (laughs) appreciative from mayor and city council to bestow this honor on me, but had I had a little bit more notice, I promise you, it would have been a stat holiday and you wouldn't have had to go to work. (laughs) No kids would have had to go to school, making Brett Kissel Day the best day. Exactly. Now, you've teamed up on this album with uh, some some fairly uh, big names and from... uh, you know, quite the range from one extreme to the, one of the guys from Megadeth. Yeah. <laughs> so Dave Mustaine is the founder of Megadeth. He was part of the band Metallica for mm-hmm. many years in their early years. And Dave and I have formed a friendship in Nashville through his family. And it's a long story how we really got together, but it's a very special one because he's uh, just an outstanding person, very intelligent, but yet this rocker, this amazing artist. Dave and I were in Scotland together and he said, when are you going to get me to play guitar on one of your records? And we're talking about a guitar god Mm -hmm. here. And I said, you'd seriously do that? And he said, absolutely. I'm into, you know, doing something diverse. So sure enough, if he doesn't lend his talents to a rockin' track that I wrote called Damn. Mm -hmm. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum on this record, you've got the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award recipient and one of the... founding fathers of traditional country music and one of my heroes, Charlie Pride. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Really? And that's what wow. I think, you know, this album, it's it covers, it goes from from one style of music to another with you at the heart of it. But yeah, it's uh, you're playing with some sound. And I'm excited that it's all come together this way. I'll be honest that I'm nervous for it because the jury's still out as to whether or not this is going to be well received because we took a lot of risks. But the real inspiration be- behind this entire project was... I believe that when people are consuming their music and listening, whether it's downloading or have their physical records or streaming, that they have music ADD. <laughs> so they're listening to some Brett Kissel, then into Johnny Cash, then into Frank Sinatra, which leads into this, into Rihanna and Drake and Bieber, and then they circle back to Brett Kissel again. So I wanted my album to not just have a little bit of everything, but a lot of everything. So if you like rock and country, we've got that. You like traditional country, mm. we've got that. Nice. But it, isn't there a a well-defined audience for each of the things that you've just said um, because I it's been my impression over the years that country uh, enthusiasts those who like uh, country music they like a specific type of country music and they're almost offended when one of their favorite artists does something outside of that well it you can get that way because there are those people on you know uh, extreme left or extreme right yeah. we see that in every aspect of business and life but then I try to play for the people who are right in the middle and have draw this giant circle around our genre a lot of the big stars have EDM and dance and pop really seeping into country. You look at Jason Aldean who's got one of the rock, most mm-hmm. rock and live shows and mm-hmm. Eric Church is all like it's a rock show. But it makes mm-hmm. sense because it widens your audience, right? Absolutely and I, where my goals are at is, and with the goals for this record um, I wanted it to be as diverse as possible to appeal to the widest demo that I possibly could. One mm-hmm. of the things that I saw on the uh, when I'm going through the, the playlist of all the, the, the song titles um, some fairly personal things on there your wife's name on yes. there mm-hmm. and uh, God made daughters I'm guessing about your two little girls so you were obviously inspired by this love story that is you and Cecilia and this beautiful family that uh, that you're 
that you're that you're bringing up. Well, for sure, it was important to include them in this record, and not just in a small way, but in the biggest way that I could. And as an artist, that's uh, if I was a painter, I'd paint them pictures. If I was a home builder, I'd build them a home. But all I can do is write them songs. Cecilia's song is a very powerful, um, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a boisterous, powerful, loud track. <laughs> and because my wife is a very powerful woman and I wanted it to reflect her. So Cecilia always made for a great song title. Simon and Garfunkel yeah, yeah. had it. Mm-hmm. But I always thought, okay, maybe just maybe it's time for a remake so 20 years down the road people can be like, oh, Cecilia, like the Brett Kissel song. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Um, you know what? Why don't we do this uh, right now? have been looking forward to this all day. Will you play a song for us? I'd love to. And my thought process was to take you behind the scenes of just a guy and his guitar mm-hmm. and trying to make it on the radio. This is our current single, We Were That Song, but the acoustic version. Let's hear it. We were the wild and the free and the wind. We were the backseat leaning in. We were the running wide open in the headlights. Hearts on fire in the midnight. We were the slow and the dance in the dust. Jack and Diane with the radio up. We were living the line about loving and learning to fall and to fly in that summertime thing. We were the song on the radio playing. We were the words the singer was singing. Yeah, we were the oh, we were the hey that made you want to sing along. Yeah, we were, we were. We were, we were that song We were the good and the by and the rain We were the lonesome like a train We were the let go, we were the heartbroke We didn't know that it would end this way We were the almost, yeah, but not quiet We were the steel guitars to cry in the line About loving and leaving and lonely in the matter band The matter band the song on the radio playing we were the words the singer was singing yeah we were the oh we were the hey that made you want to sing along yeah we were we were we were we were that song and it goes heard it and I had to call we were the feeling that you can't shake off that I was a fool and you were the one how did I ever let you get so gone we were the song on the radio playing we were the words the singer was singing yeah we were the oh we were the hey that made you want to sing along yeah we were we were we were we were that song and it goes was singing yeah we were the oh we were the hey that made you want to sing along yeah we were we were we were we were that song and it goes oh brett kissel and we were that song the debut song from his new Album. It was just released uh, December 8th. That's a right. tour coming up. We'll take a break. Hmm. Uh, I'll talk more about this right after this. 
6.30 Chad Afternoon News. It's Jaylen, Andrew and Brett Kissel joining us in studio. What a week it's been for him. A big party last night kicking off the album. Uh, Mayor Iveson proclaimed it Brett Kissel Day in Edmonton. Well, why wouldn't you? Why, and he's starting a word of a Canadian tour. Yeah, and the Canadian tour is going to be one of the biggest things that, it not you know, not one of, it's going to be the biggest thing that we've ever encountered in my career thus far. We've got almost 60 concerts that are lined up, awesome. and we haven't even gotten through Canada yet. This is only <laughs> part one of our We Were That Song tour. I'm really proud because I'm taking another local uh, entertainer out with me on the road. His name is Dan Davidson, and he's from St. Albert. So Dan and I are going to go, and we're going to hit as many markets as we possibly can. And one of the great shows that are circled on both our calendars is the one at the Northern Alberta Jubilee mm-hmm. Auditorium on March the 4th. My first time coming there as a headliner. Nice. And I am over the moon. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Uh, some of these songs on the album you mentioned uh, a moment ago are a collaboration. So how do you present those same songs in a tour when those collaborators are not with you? For me, you know, it's it's singing their verses or trying to uh, at least share the story that I did collaborate. And then, you know, it's it's basic sales. You know, I collaborated. It's on the album. Make sure <laughs> yeah. you check it out. Why download not? it wherever you can. <laughs> but every now and then I do get lucky. Like, for example, uh, uh, the plan is tomorrow I'll, or tonight I'll fly to Nashville and tomorrow I'll be doing a similar CD release party for friends, family, and partners and sponsors in Nashville. And uh, I believe, you know, we'll have some great special guests. And uh, Dave uh, will be one of the guys who will come out. And so you get lucky mm-hmm. to a degree in, in those moments. Uh, I'm already working on some opportunities to get Charlie Pride nice. uh, to be on stage with me on a few of the tour shows. Wow, but it depends something. on his calendar. When, when you do collaborate, do you find that other artists work differently than you? Or do you find that they, they wanted to collaborate, like some of the stories? you mentioned a moment ago, but then they say, Brad, why don't we change this to this? Yeah, collaborating is an amazing experience because they are so different from me. Um, I wouldn't know how to categorize myself, but I can categorize other people as being, (laughs) you know, either very very uptight and very, uh, you know, extremely professional. And this is how they do it. And they're not going to bend from it. And then some people are extremely loose. I, you know, definitely gravitate to the more loose uh, people when it comes to uh, songwriting <laughs> and, and the fun that we can have. And life. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And, and to be honest, you guys, I yeah. I make uh, no bones about it. I uh, Every now and then to maybe get the mood right, is you got to crack open a beer or have some whiskey in the studio. And then, you know, you can uh, knock the edge off a little bit. Can you come back next Friday? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Brett, why not? Know that uh, you and Jordan Eberle, you know, great, great friends. I think you played at his uh, at his wedding. Is in Lauren's wedding? Yes, in Calgary. It was amazing. And and somehow some folks from that wedding ended up in the video for we were that song. Well, yeah, you know, drinks are flowing, and uh, (laughs) and our our table mates, our our friends that we that we made at at the table, uh, Levko, who's a great hockey player, played for the Golden Bears, and his beautiful wife, Karen Peterson. And um, they're friends of Jordan and Lauren's, and we were seated together. So before you know it, a few bottles of wine go down. And Cecilia, my wife, said, you know, because they're a very, very attractive couple. And she said, you know what? You need to be in Brett's music video. <laughs> and I'm looking at Cecilia. I'm like, you know what? And she always has great ideas. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's a good one. And she, and uh, they said, well, yeah, sure. I Sure, we'll be in a music video. When is it? I said, well, guys, it probably won't work. We're shooting it in a couple days in Toronto. Well, we're going to be in Toronto. <laughs> well, perfect. What are you doing on Monday? Well, that's our free day. Well, perfect. You guys are in the music video. So if you watch We Were That Song, the lead couple uh-huh. are actually our very good friends. And Jordan and Lauren's very good friends, Karn and Lev. 
And boy, oh boy, huh. you are right. They are a good-looking couple. They've they got are. some chemistry. What's <laughs> up? Well, I have to Google that, that now. Yeah. You have to, and uh, and and follow their Instagram stories. You yeah. can follow ours too. But there's a, a part in the video, and I can disclaim this here in Alberta. I could never say this in Ontario where we shot it. But there's a skinny dipping scene. Mm-hmm. So. In the skinny dipping scene, um, obviously you got to snake into a pool, and no pool would approve this for us. So we said, well, screw it. Let's do this at 2 a.m. So we did it. We just got the lights on. A little bit of wine. Uh, yeah, there's I, some whiskey. Quick jump I don't know over where the it fence. Was. I wasn't there, so I can't be held for <laughs> trespassing, but it's a true story. We wanted to hopefully get before you leave because we're almost out of time here. I know you love Christmas. And one of our favorite memories on the 630 Ched afternoon news was our very first, it was like December 23rd to yeah, December 24th, our very, the, the last show before Christmas. And, and no one's no one's around. No one's around. It's just us singing to people and we can't sing and Horribly. all of a sudden we threw it out there and you called in it is a like mind blown Brett Kissel called our show to sing us a country or a Christmas song and we're hoping that you might be able to do that again for us right now. Well I'd love to. I'd love to dedicate it to you and everybody who loves Christmas and uh, and a reminder for uh, 630 Chad and Santa's Anonymous and the great work that you guys do here in this city. Rocking around the Christmas tree is my favorite so why don't we play this little ditty Perfect. for you right now. Two, three. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop Rocking around the Christmas tree let the Christmas spirit ring Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. Oh, you will get a sentimental feeling when you hear a voice singing. Let's be jolly, deck the halls with boughs of holly. Rocking around the Christmas tree, have a happy holiday. Everyone's dancing merrily in the new old-fashioned way. Sentimental feeling when you hear a voice is singing, let's be jolly. Deck the halls with boughs of holly, rocking around the Christmas tree. Have a happy holiday. Everyone's dancing merrily in the new old fashioned way. Everyone's dancing merrily in the new old fashioned way. The rest of the show's canceled. I can't follow yeah. that. We're going home now. Let's get out of here. Brett Kissel, thank you so much. Oh, thank you thank so you much. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we can't wait to see what's uh, next in 2018. Keep well, kicking it. I appreciate it, guys. Happy holidays to you and yours. And say hello to your dad for me. I promise I will. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.